0: Good morning, church. Welcome again to Church Online. We're excited that you're with us today. And if you've been with us for the last couple of weeks, we've been in a series that we are calling On the Other Side. And I want to remind us all of our theme verse for this series. It's really simple. The first part of Mark chapter 5 and verse 1, it simply says this, and we talked about it in week 1 of this series. So they arrived at the other side of the lake. We know that Jesus and the disciples were on the lake they were in the middle of a storm and then if we skip over to the next verse which starts in mark chapter 5 we see that they arrived on the other side of the lake and here's what we believe we are going to arrive on the other side of covid19 and so we're in the middle of this series that is really preparing us for what's to come on the other side it's preparing us for how we're going to experience life how we're going to step back into things on the other side of what's going on. And we believe that what we do in the middle will determine how we experience life in a lot of ways on the other side of this. And in week one, we talked about Uh, that there's a purpose that's waiting on the other side of this, that anytime Jesus went to the other side, it was always because there was a purpose. And we talked about how Jesus knows that storms are coming, that storms can be fierce, storms can cause panic and frustration, that we need to put our faith in the one who knows, even though we don't know everything. Uh, And then we said that we are going to arrive on the other side. And then last week in part two, The message was titled Honing In on Habits, and we talked about habits last week and some things that we need to avoid in the middle and some things that we need to adopt in the middle. We talked about avoiding the habit of worry, avoiding the habit of isolation avoiding the habit of laziness. We talked about adopting the habit of a quiet time and adopting the habit of obedience and adopting the habit of encouraging ourselves during this time. And these are all things that are going to help us be better and help us be stronger and help us be prepared for what is on the other side of this pandemic, on the other side of all of this. And I want to encourage you if you missed one of the last two weeks or you didn't get to catch all of it You can go back on facebook. You can watch the service there Or you can go on the podcast and these messages are still on the podcast You can listen on the podcast if you like to listen while you're driving in your car or while you're working out or Something like that at your house, then you have the opportunity to do that But I believe there'll be an encouragement to you as we're kind of building on this idea that we're going to the other side and today I want to talk to you on this topic. I've titled this message, Winning While Waiting. Winning While Waiting. And what we know is anytime we're traveling to the other side of something, we're going to have that time that we're in the middle of a waiting season. And for many of us, come on, have you ever felt like you were waiting on something? You were in the middle, you were heading somewhere, you were on your way to your purpose, you, you felt like God told you to step out and do something, and you were in a waiting season. Maybe you, know, you were waiting for something to start. You were waiting for something to arrive. Come on. We know this to be true right now with Amazon. Two day shipping is pretty much non existent right now. We went to order something the other day and, and I think it was talking about, you know, mid May before it would arrive at our house and things are coming in spurts and stuff like that. So maybe you're waiting for something to arrive. Maybe you're waiting for something to end or you're waiting on your stimulus payment. Come on, somebody. You know, you're, you, you you've been, uh, you've lost a job or things have been hard and, and you're waiting on something. You're waiting for church to reopen or you're waiting for hair salons to reopen, right? You're waiting on a healing or you're waiting to see a family member or a friend give their life to Jesus. But here's, here's what God wants you to know. I believe this with all my heart. It's that no matter what you're waiting on, you can still win while you're waiting. No matter what you're waiting on, You can still win in the middle of a waiting season. You can still win. There are still ways and opportunities for you to win in the waiting. And if you're like me, one of the things that you're waiting on, one of the things that I'm waiting on is for sports to return. I love sports. I love watching pretty much any sport. You can put me in front of a TV. You can put me there live. And I love, I enjoy sports. I played sports. And so I'm waiting patiently for sports to return in America, because it's a big deal to me. And here's what I know about sports: is that sometimes for a team to win and to be successful, sometimes they have to make a trade. If you're familiar with sports, you kind of know this concept of trading once or twice, and and doing this so that you can be successful in the long run, so that you can win in the long run. And while teams are waiting, even in the off season, they're looking at the roster and they're making decisions as to whether or not there are some trades that they need to make. Maybe there are some trades that that need to happen so that they can better set themselves up for success, set themselves up to win. You know, we just had the NFL draft. If you watch that on TV and the viewership was, you know, record number of viewers, I believe for the NFL draft in all time. And one of the things that is always interesting to me when uh, when the NFL draft is going on, it, it's the teams that are willing to make trades to try to move into a better position to get what they think they need to win. They're in the middle of the offseason. This is not even the season for football. But in the middle of the offseason, season, in the waiting, these opportunities that they have to make some trades and put themselves in better positions to be able to get somebody that they think is going to make them successful, they're they're willing to trade different things for other things that they believe are going to help them win when the season comes around, when they get to the other side of the off season and they're no longer waiting. And we even say things like, you know, well, that move was a win, right? Well, they won whenever they made that move, whenever they made that trade. Uh, Another thing that that I was thinking about this last week was uh, there's a board game that our family has really started playing a lot, and our kids are really into it, and they enjoy playing it, and they ask to play it quite frequently, and it's a game called Catan. And if you're familiar with this game, you know that part of the strategy for this game is that you have to be willing to trade in order to get what you need to, to place the right pieces at the right time so that you can win. And even trading while it's not your turn and you're waiting for your turn to come back around, you're trying to negotiate, you're trying to trade with the person whose turn it is so that you can try to get what you need. I'm willing to trade something that I don't need for something that I do believe that I need so that I can win, so that I can be successful, so that I can, that I can be better so that i can be stronger in my life that's what we want to talk about today is some trades that we need to make some trades that might need to happen in your life so that on the other side of the waiting you can be better you can be stronger and you can be prepared and here's The reality for some of us at this time, there are probably some things that we need to trade, some some things that we need to pay attention to so that we can be better on the other side. I want to start today in Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 through 3. This is what it says, Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Isaiah writes this and he says, here is what people are experiencing and what they have, and here's what God wants to give them. Here is where they are, And here is where God wants them to be and what he wants them to be experiencing. Here's the trade that God wants to make. It talks about, you know, beauty for ashes. It talks about joy for mourning. It talks about praise for despair. And here's the why behind all of this. We see it at the end of verse three. This is what I believe the why is. If you're asking why are there some trades that might need to be made in my life? What, what is it that, that God is desiring for me to trade and to give up maybe to take something that is better that will help me be better and stronger and prepared on the other side? And here's the why. I believe it was for their benefit and for his glory. It was because what God wanted to give them What God wanted to communicate to them, what God wanted them to understand was that this is going to be for your benefit, making these trades. It's going to be for your benefit and it's going to be for my glory. We see it at the end of verse three, that they may be oaks of righteousness, right? It's going to benefit them and that he may be glorified. And because of Jesus You are empowered to do what we're talking about today. You're empowered to make these trades and to to set yourself up to be better and stronger and more prepared. And all you have to be is willing. All we have to be is willing to do what it is that God asks us to do. So why does God want to make some trades in your life? Why does He desire for you to probably make some trades in your life? Right? It's for your benefit and for His glory. It's for your benefit, for my benefit, and for His glory. And last week we talked about three habits we need to avoid and three habits that we need to adopt while we're in the middle. And today I want to talk to you about three simple trades that we may need to make in our lives while we're in the middle so that we can be better and we can be stronger as we're heading to the other side. So here's the first trade that you may need to make to be better and stronger. It's this, to trade comparison for contentment. To trade comparison, you may need to trade comparison for contentment. When we're in the waiting, it can become easy to start comparing and lose contentment. Maybe before all of this, you felt content and now you've entered into the, the the trap of comparison, and I believe that if that's you, God wants to help you make the trade from comparison. To contentment, right? It's easy to start in a season like this to start comparing, you know, well, this is what other states are doing, this is what other employers are doing, this is what other churches are doing, this is what other families are doing, this is what other people are doing, and we start to look around and try to gauge how we're doing based on what other people are doing. And I believe that that, that God does not desire for you and I to be in this game of comparing our lives to other people's lives and our experience to other people's experience. No, God has something specific in store for you and he wants to help you make this trade to go from comparison to contentment maybe during this season you've begun to look around and you've fallen into this comparison trap and Paul wrote the letter of Philippians if you think about it for a moment from a Roman prison right and so he could have he could have begun to feel sorry for himself because of his situation he could have started comparing his difficulties with other people's difficulties and don't you understand that that i'm bringing the gospel and that i'm trying to do the right thing and all of these different things he could have slipped into that but instead he chose to write something that we've heard many times but need to take to heart today it's in philippians chapter 4 verses 10 through 13 paul says i rejoiced greatly in the lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry whether living in plenty or in want and here it is verse 13 i can do all this through him who gives me strength instead of comparing and complaining paul says that he's learned the secret to something better and it's contentment instead of comparing and complaining paul says i've 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 learned something i've learned something that is better and it's it's how to be content In every circumstance, in every situation, he learned that the secret to contentment is relying on strength from the Lord and not on his own. We see it in verse 13. He says, listen, I can do all of this through Him who gives me strength, through Christ who gives me strength. Not in my own strength, not in my own power, not in my own willpower to just make it happen. But because I'm relying on His strength, I can do all of this that I've just talked to you or written to you about. And let me ask you this question Have you been relying on your own strength or have you been relying on God's strength during this time? And here's the great news. It's not too late today to make the trade. If you've been relying on your own strength today, you can make the decision, I'm going to begin to rely on God's strength because I know when I rely on His strength, when it's Him that gives me the strength, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. God's strength is the key to living in contentment instead of comparison. And I want you to think for just a moment this morning, what do you have in your life right now that is reason to be content? What is there in your life that when you look at it and you really stop and you, you look at what's going on around you, you look at the people that are in your life, you can probably think of reasons that you have in this season to be content and to not compare. And so I want to encourage you to make that trade. Trading comparison for contentment is one way you can win while you wait. Here's the second trade you need to make to be better and stronger is to trade control for surrender. Trade control for surrender. I believe that one of the biggest struggles during this time has been a lack of control. One of the things that most of us have probably struggled with the most has been this lack of control. We used to feel like we were in control, but now we feel like we have lost control. We used to feel like we had a plan, and now we feel like we have lost our plan. We have lost the control that we thought we once had. And so instead of being surrendered in every area of our lives, we have been trying to hold on to control because we feel like control was taken away. And so we've been grasping at this and grasping at that and trying to regain control in different areas because we feel like control has been taken away. I was thinking about uh, just a personal example Uh, We have, uh, we have new kittens at our home that are in our backyard and two new kittens and our kids love to go outside and play with them and hold them and pet them and love on them and wrap them up, you know, in blankets and do what kids love to do with kittens. But our youngest, it's interesting to watch her because she's two years old and we have to, we have to caution her most of the time not to be so rough and hold on to the kittens so tightly because, and we tell her you're going to hurt. The kittens, if you hold them that tight, you have to loosen your grip a little bit, right? And isn't it true that when we try to hold on to control instead of surrender, often we do more harm than we do good? If we were to allow our youngest daughter to, to continue to grip so tightly what it is that she, that she thinks she loves so much, which for some of us is control, it would do more harm than it would do good, for those baby kittens. And in your life, I know that's a silly example right now, but in your life, isn't it true that most of the time, whenever we try to hold on to control, we often do more harm we do good right you had plans for 2020 and you feel like you've lost control you had an agenda for 2020 and you feel like you've lost control well i want to read you just three quick scriptures that i believe can be an encouragement to you if you are if you're in need of making this trade from control to surrender proverbs 16 and verse 9 says the heart of man plans his ways but the Lord establishes his steps, right? We may have had plans this year, but there are other things that have happened that have been out of our control. Proverbs 20 and verse 24, a man's steps are from the Lord. How then can man understand his way? In Proverbs 19, 21, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. It is the purpose of the Lord that will stand in, in light of all the plans that we have made or that we feel like we have lost control of. And here's what I know. Since God is ultimately in control and directing our steps, we don't have to be in control of everything. We can surrender. Because God is faithful, because God can be trusted, because we know that it's the Lord's plan that will prevail even though we might try to develop our own plans, even when we feel like we've lost control, we don't have to have control of everything because we know that God is in control. He's directing our steps and our paths. We're way better off surrendered to the direction of God in our lives than we'll ever be trying to control everything ourselves. And I would rather—I would much rather have my focus on the fact that God is directing my steps than on what I want to do. And even though there might have been plans that I had made for 2020 that seem like I've lost control of, I can trust God because God is directing my steps. God is directing your steps. Would you surrender your life to Him? Surrender your, your, your need for control and trying to grasp at everything and just surrender everything to Him and make the trade today. And here's the third trade that you may need to make to be better and stronger And this point, this one is based off of uh, some things that Doug Reed, who is one of our overseers for Impact Church, some things that he said that I was encouraged from, uh, and I've titled this one, the point number three is to trade knowing for growing. Some of us need to trade knowing for growing. And here's something that Doug Reed said. He said this, God doesn't bless frustration. He blesses faith. God doesn't bless frustration He blesses faith. Isn't it true that when we try to gather all the information and we try to know everything, that it usually ends in frustration, right? Have you been frustrated at all in this season? Maybe one day you're frustrated, the other you feel like you're doing good. But whenever we try to understand everything, whenever we try to know everything, whenever we try to gather all of the information, it often leads and leaves us a lot of times in frustration, For me personally, it's been a battle between gathering all of the information and leaning into God's timing, which is always perfect. And sometimes it's easy for us to say that, and we know that God's timing is perfect, but when we're in the middle of something, we have a tendency to try to lean into the knowing Rather than lean into the growing that God wants us to do during this time. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we most of us all know these two verses. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. And here's something that we need to ask ourselves: Am I submitting All of my ways to God, and am I allowing Him to grow me during this time, or am I leaning on all of the knowledge that I can gather? Am I leaning and relying on all of the knowledge that I can get, all of the information that I can get, all of the things that I can do in my own strength, or am I allowing God to grow me and I'm submitting all of my ways to Him, saying, You know what, this is out of my control. I don't need to know everything. I just want to grow, and I want you to build me up during this time. I just want to grow in you during this time. I just want to be in your will during this time. We need to trade knowing for growing. Knowing for growing. God knows what's best. God can direct your path, and God can be trusted. And so how can we still win while we're waiting? Just to kind of recap all of this, we can allow God's strength to empower us to be content instead of falling into the comparison trap. We can surrender every part of our lives to God's direction instead of grasping for control. And we can allow God to grow us during this time, even though we don't know everything. I want to leave you today with a couple of verses that Doug Reed reminded me of from Psalm 131 that I want to share with you. It's verses one and two says, "O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me, but I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. I believe we need to take to heart what David wrote. And let's calm and quiet ourselves this week. Instead of concerning ourselves with things that we may never understand on this side of heaven, we have the opportunity to calm and quiet ourselves this week and say, "What You know what? I trust you, God. I believe that you're in control. I'm going to make some trades in my life. I'm going to be content with what it is that you've given me right now. I'm not going to need to be in control of everything. I'm going to surrender to you. I'm going to submit all of my ways to you. I want you to grow me instead of me having to know everything. And I believe this is, these are just a few ways that we can still win while we're waiting so that on the other side, we will be better, we will be stronger, and we will be prepared. Let me pray for you. God, we thank you today for the opportunity to gather again, uh, like we have said every week, to to gather together over technology, to still interact together, to still hear your word, uh, to grow in our faith. God, I pray that this will be a fruitful time. Lord, that while we're in the waiting, that we would do some things that will help us win even while we're in the waiting. Lord, that we would make some trades, that we would trade comparison for contentment, that we would trade control for surrender and that we would trade knowing for growing. Lord, that we wouldn't try to think our way out of this, but that we would trust our way out of this. God, I pray blessing over every person that's watching, every person that's listening right now. Would you strengthen them? Would you bless their family? Would you bless their job? Bless their finances? Bless every area of their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, thank you guys so much again. We cannot wait to see you in person again, but we can't, we can't say thank you enough for joining us online during this time and being a part and engaging online during these services. We love you. We hope you have a great week. God bless you.